Hello everybody, welcome back to the Missing Peace podcast. Today is part two of me and Kelly Peck's cycle series, which is all about working with nature cycles. Today we'll discuss the Celtic wheel. I'm going to go into that in a little bit, just kind of a little intro to it and to the episode. But firstly, I just, I don't think I can't mention this. Oh, there's a lot of double negatives in that. I don't think I can't talk about this. <laughs> you'll get me. So I've been really feeling so rebellious for a couple of days. And I mean, this, it's all this Aquarius energy. It was a new moon yesterday. So I'm recording this on Sunday. So it was a new moon on Saturday when you listen on Monday. So Saturday, the 21st. And I don't know for any of you out there who've maybe felt like the year started off kind of a bit, maybe a bit slow. Maybe you felt quite emotional. Maybe it just didn't feel like the you know atypical new year that we're told new year should feel like and it never has to feel like that but essentially this was the lunar new year because this is the the kind of the first moon I think it's because it's the first moon actually the first new moon I don't actually know that for sure I've just I've just saying that as fact it's maybe not fact but ultimately this is our first new moon of the year and the new moon which we'll talk about next week on the lunar cycle episode it's really um about the beginning of a cycle so this is when we can look into what we would like to potentially co-create what our intentions are for this lunar cycle um, and to build on and act upon them take an inspired action up towards the full moon which is kind of the time of completion and then we release what was no longer serving us along the way that's a very little snapshot and we'll explain that more next week but i'm saying that because if you have been feeling that low energy, just begin to lean into, just begin to check in with yourself a little bit more and see if there's anything shifting there. Because this really started for me on Friday, which was actually the start of the Aquarius season. And Aquarius is very, um, it's a very bold energy. It's very much about you being you in this world and doing what you can as your, as your purpose in this world. And it's quite a confident energy and can actually be unemotional as well and can actually want you to kind of spend some time alone and to really check into what you want to share with the world and how you want to be in this life. It can also be a very humanitarian energy. So we're kind of, the ideas are coming to us about how we can help the greater good sometimes. And the greater good might just be helping, you know, um, by a smiling at somebody down the street type thing, but it can maybe be on a broader aspect as well. So it can also feel quite rebellious. And that's what kicked in for me on Friday, really did. And I was actually, I didn't think that Aquarius season started so early. I thought it was maybe another two days, another day or so later. However, thinking about it, the new moon was on Saturday. So obviously that was going to happen. But it was actually Kelly, who I recall this episode with, who reminded us on um, her little Telegram community, um, which is kind of full of like-minded people. I'll put the link for that below if that's something you're interested in. Um, but, But yeah, essentially... Uh, it kicked in and it was funny because the night before I'd had alcohol for the first time in a while. I really, I don't drink much, but I've been quite on this, um, quite curious about being sober curious. And essentially because I, I've really been triggered into it by Kagi, Kagi Dunlop of the Saturn Return podcast, who, by the way, for anyone who have watched Made in Chelsea, is Kagi from Made in Chelsea. Uh, and we, me and my sister went to see her give a live talk or a live kind of interview podcast kind of thing and we had a few drinks but she's she's sober and um I should say yeah she's just doesn't drink and she talks very openly about that and actually that came up quite a bit within that live talk and it really resonated with me I'd had a few drinks at this point but I slept poorly that night I 
you know, woke up the next day and often after drinking, pretty much all the time after drinking, feel kind of quite low and anxious. And I thought, Kagi's right. It's an act of self-care for me, personally for me, to not drink. And even though I don't drink much, I'm just, I want to begin exploring who I am in a social situation without drink, the ones that involve drink. How's it going to feel not drinking when other people are, you know? But I just think it's time for me to explore how I can be me in them situations. And I think this really coincides with that Aquarius energy. And so that next day, even though I felt anxious and I slept really badly, um, I felt a rebellious nature come in, which kicked in even more on, on Saturday when I'd slept better and it felt a bit more of a positive one because Friday was a bit like, fuck everything, fuck the world, fuck anything that's stopping me from being me. I'm fed up of caring about anything. <laughs> anything that is you know like people pleasing I'm fed up of it all fuck it all it was a lot of fucks um and so essentially that's how it felt and then on Saturday it felt more like yeah kind of like a a gentle fuck the world you know like ooh, in a nice positive yeah I don't need that anymore in my life but I'm you know my rebel Rebecca side was like right okay let's start striving towards what I want shedding what I don't want and going towards what I would like in life So I wanted to share that because maybe you're feeling that energy as well. And I feel it is much more as you would imagine for a traditional New Year. So yeah, that had to be shared. And actually, I've been really listening to some music that does feel like bringing out that kind of rebellious side, that kind of fierce, angry feminine that's felt trapped. And so I've been listening to that. And um, so I'll link that playlist below just for a giggle if you want to just look at it I'm by by no means saying that that's just feminine energy by the fact that it's called feminine but you can see them last few songs are just a little bit more like nah I'm not gonna be anything but me in this world that's what they kind of represent so yeah tune into that if you want to feel into that Aquarius energy as well and I also got such a strong desire to listen to Frank Sinatra's um, My Way which I've never just purposefully listened to before and I'm going to listen to that every day leading up to the full moon because it just feels like exactly what I need right now. So to this episode we're talking about the Celtic wheel and so I'm not going to intro it here as such because we're going to talk about that but I began working with the Celtic wheel last year and Kelly actually has a lot more knowledge in it than than I do so this is more led by Kelly and she'll share this on her podcast as well the Wild Souls podcast which I'll tag below link below show note below whatever the right verb is and yeah so I'm kind of just adding in where I have worked with it a little bit but essentially I'm learning as well through this process And the point of all this is just to show that, you know, you can be at any stage in the journey of cycles. You don't have to be an expert of going, I know exactly how to work with a cycle. And it's really about you finding your own own way through it as well and what works for you. So I think we're pretty open and honest through this conversation and you'll understand what I'm on about there. But essentially, we'll talk through the eight points of the Celtic wheel, which is very much a nature based one. If you're kind of like, what on earth is the Celtic wheel? The equinoxes, the solstices are all part of the Celtic wheel. And we'll explain some more along the way as well. So you don't have to have Celtic origins to tune in here. We'll talk about this and a bit of kind of cultural appropriation as well towards the end. But this is really just for any of you who are interested, intrigued, uh, just want to find out a little bit more about how you can work with this cycle. So, yeah. Oh, and before... (laughs) The whole point of these intros as well is to mention things that are coming up. And so on the 29th of January, me and Kelly are hosting a free workshop discussing the cycles, giving an overview of the cycles. We'll have some meditation, some journaling and some real ways of working in that transition between winter and spring. So that'll be at 6 p.m. 
uh, UK time. If you're interested, that'll be linked below. So yeah, that's open to everybody. It's on Zoom. There'll be a replay and we're also going to release it as a bonus episode on here because we want to yeah share that with you. And I understand that some people prefer it in a podcast, but if you want to be there and be in the sense of a kind of immersive circle, connect with other people as well through and explore these energies, then do check out that link below. And then the following weekend, we have our weekend workshop on working with the spring magic energy, which we'll talk about in this episode as well. So enough from me, over to me again. Laddie, laddie, la. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you, Kelly? I know you're coming to us from a very different location now. Oh my gosh, yes. I've come from uh, Athens in Greece back to a very cold, flustery UK. So yeah, total change of location for me and temperature as well. So yeah. And in a van. Yes. in Yeah. Back in my van for a couple of weeks, which is lovely, actually. We're just um, in Cornwall at the moment, my husband and I. So just surrounded by countryside. Lovely. Yeah, just nice and cosy in the van. So embracing, I I find that in the van you can just embrace, or I can embrace the winter a little more because you're kind of really close to the elements. So it feels really nice. Yeah, I bet. And you said before about the hail and you could hear the hail and it just reminds me of ever being in a car or in a conservatory or in a tent and it's that real, you feel so close to it, don't you? Because you can hear it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this morning we had a big hail storm and yeah you can really hear it here kind of like pelting on the van so very feel very very connected although still trying to adjust to the huge drop in temperature because I think we've gone down by about 15 degrees in Oof. a couple of days so yeah <laughs> playing havoc with you a little bit eh? yeah yeah definitely have you you've had quite a bit of snow up there as well haven't you oh I've loved it I really loved it I mean I love snow and yesterday morning I was walking to work which takes about 20-25 minutes and I could take a shortcut because I was wearing my wellies and it's usually quite muddy over this ground but it was snowy and it was dark and I could see the crescent moon and I just felt like I needed to run and so I started running but I thought all people are going to do is just see somebody who looks like they're running to work not that it matters what anyone thinks but I was obviously you do worry don't you but I just ran and I was just there smiling away to myself like oh this is so beautiful (laughs) so yeah uh, snow is just I don't know it's very joyful isn't it it's just it reminds you of all probably I don't know as if it's not just the nature connection it's all the um the if you've ever had like the the days off school from it and you go sledging and all that kind of stuff and it's a real joyful time isn't it yeah definitely yeah it is joyful joyful and playful isn't it it's like a playful yeah playful energy when it's snowing definitely and it just shows how connected we are actually to nature and the weather into the seasons just you know naturally just yeah how our moods change with various yeah temperatures and yeah. weather and things so that's it if you didn't even really consider it like you know obviously we're talking about it here now but even if you weren't considering it I think or thinking about it you would be quite hard pressed to not think about that snow as being something joyful uh, or that association to winter that it has. So there's something there that I think we're all 
tapping into, which is, I guess, also what we're, well, we're going to talk about the Celtic wheel today, aren't we? So, so this is all about this kind of real natural cycle that's been acknowledged by our ancestors or, or the, our people for many, many years. And there's that deep connection there, isn't there? There is. Yeah, there is definitely. And I mean, I kind of work from the belief that we are all connected to it just naturally anyway. And Mm -hmm. I think the more aware you become of things like the Celtic wheel, working with the seasons, the cycles, the more signs that you see within things and you notice that people are just very naturally connected by the way, different ways in which they communicate throughout the year, kind of like body language, practices that people just naturally have really throughout the seasons. And I just yeah. kind of think, oh, we're not that disconnected really. We've just, yeah. our minds overtake sometimes and we've become disconnected, but it's very within reach. It's just yeah. remembering, isn't it? Or relearning. Yeah, those kind definitely. of ways. So, yeah, and I guess that's what we're really aiming to do through these podcast episodes and through our free and and the paid workshop as well, isn't it? To just kind of help people naturally connect to that, but at the same time, but you know, we're going to talk about the Celtic wheel in this, but at the same time, it really is about you intuitively as well going on your own journey of of connecting to nature, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, and I think. Like you say, it's your intuition, it's following your intuition and following, getting in touch with yourself and how you feel and your intuition will naturally develop and you'll just yeah, naturally go into those ways of being a lot more, I think. so. Definitely. So I know that I really wanted to say this awful joke in the beginning here, <laughs> which is that the Celtic wheel is quite, is more new to me. So I'm going to learn quite a little more a little bit more on this episode because you are you have a bit of a better understanding of it um so kelly would you like to take the wheel in this episode <laughs> yes i would indeed thank you becca thank you so much that was a great thank you episode. for um yeah allowing me to say such an awful joke thank you no, i loved it thank you <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is actually start off with a question so i know that in our last episode we covered that For these um, episodes, so this three-part series, we've actually asked our communities questions, but four questions, sorry. So ask them any questions they have around working with the seasons, the Celtic wheel, or the lunar cycles. So we had a really good question um, coming from someone, and that was, where does the Celtic wheel come from? Mm. So I'm just going to do a bit of an overview, actually, of where the Celtic wheel actually does come from. So it's kind of like a ritual calendar really which was handed down from our Celtic or even pre-Celtic ancestors Mm. people that worked from pagan beliefs it's a solar calendar which marks the seasons as specifically is a time of um the the specific points on the Celtic wheel are times of connection to the phases of nature So it's from like the seeds stirring in the belly of Mother Earth to sprouting up to blooming to bearing fruit to turning like back around to seed and going back to the ground again. Mm. 
So it kind of symbolises really like this endless turning wheel of life. Yeah. So, yeah, giving, giving back and so on and so forth. Yeah, beautiful. And I guess if, if people haven't already listened to the first episode we did on the seasons, that's going to, I guess, going to give you an idea of the seasons which are then incorporated within the Celtic wheel to then further develop that connection, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it gives you mm. points, really, to work with. And there are eight points on the Celtic wheel, which mark kind of the beginning of, or the very, very start of, so like the pre-season, so the, the start of the season, and then the peak of each season. So that's why we've got the eight points. So we've got spring, summer, autumn, winter, with the, the start of and the peak of. And the Celtic will actually starts on the 31st of October. So that's the the new year on the Celtic will. Mm. Um, and it's on the 31st of October, taking us into the 1st of November. Now, I know that you and I have spoken a lot about pronunciation when you're looking at the Celtic will. <laughs> yes. Um, or, you know, like any any Celtic words, really. And I think it's something we can get a bit caught up on. But... So on this day, we're looking at something, uh, a day called Samhain, which actually it's not pronounced Samhain, it's pronounced uh, him. So we were saying earlier, weren't we, when you get connected yeah. so much to the how things are pronounced, you can kind of get that thing of like information in your head and yeah. it overtakes the energy of that point on the wheel. So yeah. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's that balance of, and this is, I guess, what we're trying to share through these as well, is it's that balance of just believing in that, or knowing that connection that you have. You don't need to know exactly every single point on the exact, you know, couple of dates it might happen over or how you pronounce it. Um, You can, if that's something I guess you're interested in, but like it doesn't, it's not necessary, I guess, for the energy. So, so this is, yeah. And we had this conversation. We're like, is it Sawain? Is it, is it Samain? Is it, and you know, it's, we're we're just kind of trying to, for us, both of us, we're like, we just got to the point where we were like, but it's about the energy, isn't it? So let's not worry too much about it. So that's probably as much as we need to say. (laughs) I've rambled quite a bit there, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I think for anyone listening, you might, if you relate to the Celtic world, you might, it's, it's, if you look at it, it looks like it's pronounced Samhain, but yeah, it's not. So, um, but however you connect to it energetically, I think is the most important thing. and it's 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 the start of the Celtic wheel, and it's the start of the very start of winter. Basically, mm. we celebrate it as Halloween as well in the kind of the modern day world, or, or Hallow's Eve. Mm-hmm. It's a festival of fire. It's a time where the veil is said to be the thinnest between us and the spirit world. So it's a very good time to connect with any ancestors or relatives that you'd like to maybe connect with at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's also energetically a time to really start taking stock of yourself within and going within as we start moving into that winter season. So it's a really beautiful time for like that deep feminine inner work. 
Yeah. And, you know, I know I mentioned it in the last episode, but I just find it so beautiful when I found this out, this idea of that being the start of the year, because we do often see winter as, you know, I guess, well, it's, it, you know, it's an ending into a beginning, but from, from Sawain, but essentially winter is that time when we create that beautiful fertile ground. So we're starting to like, let go of things that haven't maybe served us. We don't want to hold on to anymore. We're caring for ourselves. We're reflecting, we're resting, we're connecting with the spirit. And, you know, that's where we then can plant seeds. So rather than spring being the time where you just plant seeds and you go and that's the beginning, the beginning is that root work, isn't it? It's that work of actually create that space and that ground upon which to grow, which is obviously, of course, how it would work with crops and things as well. So you can see that connection coming through at all, can't you? Yes, definitely. It's a very good time to work on your root chakra and how your roots mm. and build up from there really if you think of the energy moving up through the chakras yeah right the celtic will working on that root chakra do you have any specific practices that you do or you know would sort of i wouldn't say suggest i know we would talk about it people going intuitively but but is there anything that you suggest would be worth working with over Salane? i would say if for working with the root chakra just meditating and visualizing a bright red light at your root or your base chakra Mm. and really working to kind of allow that to circle just sit with it allowing it to clear and just really focus on how that sits within Mm. just any root chakra meditations as well yeah if you just looked on like youtube or spotify or something like that for root chakra meditations you can just work work with those around that time it's a great time to work with those there's definitely loads of them because I'm always working on my root chakra so (laughs) there are loads to pick from guys yeah 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 definitely um (laughs) I also work on my root chakra a lot so yeah yeah yeah, especially around that time of year so because yeah time to kind of like go back to base almost um definitely but I also love that time of year for like the thinning of the veil and connecting Mm. with um my ancestors because it's that's something I've only really done in the last few years so just calling in spirits and my well-held ancestors to communicate with me and guide me throughout the winter Mm. season really and that can be just done in various ways you can literally just call in your um well-held ancestors Mm-hmm. Um, ask them for guidance on anything in particular that may be coming up for you or even just guidance in general if you're a little lost and you don't know what you might like guidance on at the moment um, but I would definitely say that evening of the 31st of October into the 1st of November is a powerful time to work with that energy really and just be with be with your ancestors yeah, yeah that's so good I was reading actually um I know we both, I think we both have it, which by Lisa Lister, which I would definitely recommend because it even goes through all these different, the different points in the wheel as well. But um, she was saying in it, and this is what I did this year as well, actually, was this idea of creating an altar 
of perhaps photos or souvenirs or something that represents ancestors and then you can have that over that time of the year and work with that and maybe even light a candle for them um and that's something to be fair I kind of always do have a bit of an altar to ancestors um but but yeah it's just that that lovely that connection that can bring in the sort of the visual and the maybe even all the different smells there's loads of different things you can work with with being able to connect with your ancestors isn't there yes yes there is yeah and it's a very good time and I love that idea about having the photos on the altar as well yeah anything that brings you closer really yeah I know in a lot of other cultures for example in Mexico they have the day of the dead and they have altars with pictures of ancestors on and things so um yeah it's something that kind of spreads world worldwide throughout different cultures really so yeah definitely definitely um is there anything else you want to say about Samhain or when should we go to Yule yeah let's go to Yule so it's probably one of the more popular ones that people have heard of because it is connected to Christmas or Christmas Mm -hmm. time so in our more like modern world really um so we're looking at the evening of the 20th into the 21st of December and it's the winter solstice so this is the shortest day of the year. The winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. But it also symbolises the shortest day of the year and the point when we're going to start going into longer days and going back to the light. So it's a time to really go deep within. It's a, the peak of winter for us. So it's a real dark, dark night. A lot of lessons in that dark, dark night, a lot of inner lessons and like I say, just a time to go within and take stock within ourselves. Like, what do we really want to be creating now going, as we start to move forward slowly, very slowly into spring? So it's mm-hmm. not kind of that energy where it's like New Year, where we make a resolu- resolution and we go straight in and, oh, OK, there's our resolution. We're going to do all these things now. Gives you that time to kind of slow down with the winter and really think about what you would like to create for the next year and we did a winter solstice workshop didn't we back on oh yeah we did it was lovely yeah I really enjoyed that you led a beautiful well you led most of the you know the workshop and then a beautiful meditation with light a somatic experience there and I did a card reading and it was just it was just a nice time isn't it but like you mentioned there that I think so important is that it's this idea that it's not a kind of there we go we end and we move straight on the next day it's yeah. a gradual process isn't it like nature it's that gradual process of the building of the light yeah definitely yeah and that was what the workshop was about really to teach people that it's not about maybe just you know making a list of what we want to manifest or resolutions etc it's just honoring our bodies honoring ourselves honoring that we are nature we're connected to nature and just really thinking about what needs clearing from within so yeah. that when we get to spring and summertime who who we are in the world and like those seeds we've planted and what we're going to create from that is coming from a place of that that kind of place of deep inner knowing and mm. trusting in our intuition so yeah no it's it's a beautiful time and I think it's a lovely time this is one time of the year when I've really started to work with plants actually bringing in um holly and furs and all those kind of evergreens don't you so another time to sort of work with that and I know that I think like, I didn't do it this year but I really want to make a wreath actually have you ever done that I haven't no but it's funny you should say that because I was thinking that as well 
for the past mm. couple of years I was like oh I'd love to make one because it's more yeah. it's more common in the states isn't it or in, well in North America so in the states and in Canada I think mm. people tend to have like workshops on them or go to their local florist and make them yeah and I, I know that for us in the UK it's not as common for people to it has become a little bit more popular in the past few years I think it's just yeah. a lovely practice isn't it yeah and I think the fact because you know you can go out and buy them and previously I probably would have done something like that but the idea that you're weaving that that beautiful nature from maybe some you know you've collected it yourself and you're weaving that together and then you're having that in your house and there's just something really magical about that so yeah I guess we should probably listen to our intuition and do that next year (laughs) definitely definitely and I think it's just again the thing of we are all kind of naturally drawn towards these traditions that they're still very much there all these traditions of the Celtic girl of connecting with nature of using the plants of the season Mm -hmm. in various ways if you look for the signs and symbols it's all very much present in our lives yeah it really is you know I've actually read about another one in the book I was talking about have you ever have you heard about that yule log have you ever done a yule log before I haven't done a yule log actually but that's that's what the word yule always makes me think of yeah yeah or like a chocolate log I always think of like them chocolate but um but yeah it's where you kind of get a yule oak log or so an oak log um and it has to be lit from the previous year's yule log and I think you light it until it goes out itself I can't remember it fully um I'll have to find that out but I just I was just really intrigued by that and thought wow how beautiful that you're lighting it from the previous year's log and keeping that going yeah yeah it's like a continuation of the cycle isn't it yeah I guess it's just finding an oak log now yeah maybe there'll be some somewhere out there (laughs) yeah I suppose you could do a variation on it though and yeah yeah and this is it again it's not going we can't not do it because you don't have all the right stuff which is again this is how it you can get really sucked in with these type of things so so yeah it's one of them in it yes these things aren't supposed to be a chore they're supposed to be or they're there to connect you to nature and connect you to yourself so I think that whatever feels good or whatever you have available to you is just work yeah. that as my advice really and see how that definitely goes. biggest takeaway isn't it but yeah. Um, but yeah I guess next is in bulk which we're excited about and is also great because this is you know a time that people can begin to work with it because it's coming very soon isn't it it is yeah so it's coming up on the 1st of February and it marks the Celtic start of spring so it is when the seeds are starting to stir in the belly of mother earth everything's getting ready to come up again it's when it's close to kind of like lambing time in the UK, so when the lambs are starting to appear as well. And in Celtic terms, it's connected to St. Bridget, who is mm. the goddess of healing, poetry, fire, the sun and the hearth. Mm. So traditionally, uh, Celtic peoples would make a little Bridget doll and hang it yeah. in their home or on their door. For, for the blessings from Bridget for the upcoming spring. Mm-hmm. And it's a real good time to kind of think about your winter season and what's been going on within and then just energetically start to look at what you'd like to 
those seeds, what you'd like to bring from those seeds that you've planted during the winter, what you'd like to come up, what you'd like your next year to look like, really, to be honest. So, yeah, it's a good time to slowly start to move move forward with those intentions and think about what you'd like to co-create with 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 the earth with with others and yeah yeah this is the like real that that start of spring those planting of those seeds after us creating that lovely fertile ground and it's something we're going to be working on in our upcoming workshop as well which we'll talk about at the end but um but yeah it's just going to be a lovely time of of new beginnings and and welcoming that quickening of light and do you know um what I did last year actually uh was I read about it again. I mean, I do just reference this book because it's probably the main book I use, but The Witch by Lisa Lister. Um, and this, uh, this tradition, I just love the sound of it, where you turn on all the lights in your house, just at what so one time, so you're like going, woo, light, welcome it all. So they're just all on at one time. And I mean, I like saving electricity, so they didn't stay on for long. But like, I then, but I just like the idea that you then lit up the home and you're kind of welcoming in that light. There was something really beautiful and kind of fun about it as well yeah that's lovely that's really nice did you go outside of the house and look at it from the outside with all the lights on oh i didn't actually i'll have to do that next year you know what it's just made me think you know when you kind of see like when you were younger and you'd read children's books and all the lights would be on kind of created that magic didn't it when you had like a winter children's book and a little picture in there of all the lights on and I was just thinking, I wonder if you turned the lights on and stood outside and looked at your house from the outside. Oh, I love that. That's such a nice idea because I don't know if you ever get this, but often through winter, I can sometimes feel, because you're in your house a little bit more sometimes, and I can kind of almost get a bit of a feeling of being trapped. And so the idea of, I guess, putting our light on is is just going, look, your house is expansive. Your house is light. You can create from in there. And so you're right. I think I'm going to do that this year. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. So your your home's your sanctuary, isn't it? It's yeah, it's what you create within it. So maybe bring a new appreciation, because yeah, like you say, we can kind of get stuck indoors a lot more in the winter, can't we? So yeah, that can definitely definitely come in. So is there? A, yeah, sorry, go on. You can say something there. No, I was going to say it's just bring bringing the home into the ritual, really, isn't it? As part of yeah, that's it. Yeah, part of it, you have really. to. You have to, yeah, because you can just, I know I can get a bit, especially when I work with nature and whatnot, it can get very much a case of wanting to be outside all the time, but it's remembering that this is all about that connection within as well and how that connects with nature and that the importance of you having this this space, this sanctuary for yourself as well indoors and to know that you are that that nature there and these these walls aren't like a kind of physical thing this is all about energy so you can connect within the house wherever you are so so yeah that's definitely one of them and I really liked last year beginning to sit outside for breakfast and having the sun and facing the sun and just welcoming that in you know really wrap up nice and warm and and do that it's just it's about just really I guess appreciating that sun coming through isn't it yeah definitely that gradual return to the light really which is what the connecting with the celtic will is all about because it helps us to notice it more on the subtle energies and the differences and the changes in our bodies as well so yeah love it and then next we go to what is the spring equinox don't we ostara ostara yeah which is the 21st of march which is 
will be close to Easter as well. So as you can see that it's all it's connected to kind of our modern day holidays too. And this yeah. is the spring equinox. So the equinoxes, so the word equinox comes from a, the, a Latin word, which literally translates to equal day. So mm. it symbolizes when the, the, yeah, the day is equal in dark and in light. So it's a great, equinoxes are a great time for us to embrace both the darkness and the light or death and life. And the spring equinox in particular is a joyful time of like birth and regrowth because it's really when everything's like budding and blooming and coming alive in the earth. And it's quite an exciting time. Spring energy is very exciting, isn't it? So yeah could be very exciting for you this year as well can't it oh <laughs> yeah because um well i'm pregnant at the moment and I have a little boy mm. who's due on the 16th of march oh so yeah spring baby i know yeah so he's gonna be a spring baby which is oh. so, so exciting it's the new beginnings isn't it and it like that seed that yeah you know it's growing and it's yeah it's beautiful I love yeah. it I love how that's all come together I know I don't know if I, I've told you this before back actually but I had visions of him for like a, a good couple of years before uh, before I was pregnant as well before wow. I mean we'd not like overly planned his arrival or anything like this so yeah. So, yeah, I think knowing that as well, kind of having these visions through meditations and things, and now he's coming at, at spring, near spring equinox, is just feels really incredible, actually. And I feel like, yeah, he's going to be filled with light. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. That's lovely. And you've had them visions. It's like he was connecting to you from for a while. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Oh, yeah beautiful but yeah what a lovely yeah absolutely beautiful to be kind of yeah due around the spring equinox and oh just a lovely time of year because it is quite representative of that side of fertility as well isn't it it is yeah yeah because it's when everything that is fertile on the earth starts to show really yeah um, so yeah it's just a, a time of year that we can really focus on joy on what we're regrowing what we're birthing time of celebration mm. which I think people yeah. are naturally kind of drawn to in spring anyway definitely do you have any particular do you have any particular um rituals or practices at all so I'll normally work with and I think I said this in our last episode, actually, I'll work with plants a lot more around the springtime. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, daffodils. Uh, yeah, yeah, or um, whatever plants are calling to me, really. And I'll set up altars with plants and just work with various like rituals around those altars. So sometimes I'll include crystals or sometimes I'll just have plants on an altar. And then I really just, my intentions have already been set by the point of spring to be honest so I just yeah. work with the energy of like continuing on with that momentum and what I'd like to to grow going on through the yeah day. yeah They're, those are my kind of rituals really around the springtime just yeah just mm. honoring of the energy to be honest yeah and that's it it doesn't need to be overly complicated does it I just remember last spring like you said when you first see the the daffodils come through and it's just so joyful and 
to me it is just about being outdoors and seeing seeing it all move and how you're connected to that which is which is really beautiful but um last year I actually made traditionally make something um like a honey cake I made like a vegan version and I mean it's it's probably now it's a little bit earlier than I guess what is you know within Christianity Shrove Shrove oh my god I've forgotten it Shrove Tuesday Shrove Wednesday um Tuesday Ash Wednesday that's it there we go (laughs) but the time of making those pancakes but there is still that kind of idea of making these cakes and and creating something as well around that time and I really loved doing that it felt really kind of nice and creative and connective to the land as well so there are many ways that you can start working with this and and it's yeah it's just it's just beautiful to be able to explore it all definitely and it's something that will be going or delving a lot deeper into in our spring magic workshop because we'll connect just after in bulk and then we'll be looking at how we can continue to work with the energy up to the spring equinox and the workshop itself afterwards will mean that you're part of a telegram community where you can all share together in rituals and findings and energies and there will be an email series as well so you can continue working with the energy throughout spring so there'll be lots of like tips pointers from us kind of yeah from in bulk right through to the spring equinox really so yeah and that's it that's it there's just the support throughout isn't it because you know like we said it's not just the one day is it it's about continuing it all so it's been able to support people through that as well yeah yeah it's through the transitions and just getting back in touch with how that feels for you your body and your intuition yeah love it so Beltane is it next this is kind of around May Day is that right it is yeah so Beltane is May Day so this is when we're looking at summer arriving May Day and a lot of people may be able to relate to May Day through the Maypole Mm. the Maypole comes from a kind of pagan tradition of dancing around the Maypole or the Axis Mundi, or the centre of the earth, to celebrate the centre, or, or to celebrate yeah. the earth. Love so that, yeah. That's really what the celebration of May Day is. It's a, a real celebration of the earth, and the light as summer has begun on the Celtic wheel. Which is why, I guess, that you know, you have these big celebrations on May Day still, don't we? And you maybe yeah. have, you know we always got and if you had the same but we'd always have like um a little fair come to town and you know everyone's out and about there might be bands playing and stuff and it is that real we're outdoors a nice energy you know like the lights coming in and have you ever been to padstow's may day i haven't actually but i have heard of it because they still have the the maypole dancers and things don't they yeah oh my god i know that you'll probably kind of be busy with a baby but if you <laughs> if you wanted to travel to padstow honestly i i ended up there un- not knowingly while i was on my cycle tour and i was with somebody who was canadian and we were going into the town and i was like ah oh, it's may day isn't it forgetting all about it and he's like what's may day i don't know what may day is and it was it's for anyone who doesn't know padstow is probably like it's it's a it's kind of a bank holiday for them, even everyone's off. And whatever day, whatever day it is, it's after a weekend, any day of the week. And they have this kind of like, um, there's, I can't remember what they are, but everyone dresses up in white and 
you kind of follow them around town and the people who traditionally who live there and there's ones on kind of like one side and one on the other and then there's this like horse and there's this song that they play and somebody's dressed up as a horse and spins around through the whole town it is the most amazing celebration and they have an incredible maypole as well and it is just so so much fun um there was maybe quite a bit of drinking involved and uh, not yeah. feeling great on the, some of the some of the rides. But do you know what? What an amazing um, tradition that they have still going on there. I know. It was beautiful. And that's down. Is it Devon or Cornwall, Padstow? I can't remember now, actually. It is Cornwall. Or I think it's Cornwall, isn't it? Anyway, to anyone yeah. listening, Padstow is in Devon or Cornwall. I think it's in Cornwall. Yeah, but any but yeah, if you wanna yeah, if you wanna get the feeling of of um a little bit of the May Day and how that can also I guess relate to the Beltane and that joyful experience, then check that out definitely. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> on an aside, yeah, but, I mean this part of the world is like rooted in it's Celtic roots down here. So yeah, I say down here, just in the far southwest of the UK. But sometimes it feels like you're really far from the rest of the UK down this corner so yeah it's um I guess you know the UK in general is kind of small isn't it come you know compared to some places but it can feel you know it's only the first time I went down to Cornwall a couple of years ago so it just it feels quite a long a long way away but um but no it's a, a beautiful beautiful time to like you said go back to Beltane to just sort of celebrate that 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 growth that um that real joy coming in and and summer it's just a lovely time of of working with that light and and that in a way as well definitely definitely and it just goes to show these traditions are still very much alive yeah they really are when you connect with the really will and start to work with these energies you'll notice them a lot more and then you're drawn naturally more to what kind of suits you really i think so yeah that's it and that's it so yeah so and then we have what is the summer solstice next is that right yeah summer solstice so it's lithia and it's the 21st Mm -hmm. of june so the summer solstice marks the longest day of the year opposite to the winter solstice and it's a real time for kind of like that inner power and brightness like strong masculine energy but all of that really like shining or almost like bursting through and it's also St. John's night, which means that it's a great night to make wishes to fulfil love. Mm-hmm. Well, so it kind of makes sense, really. It's all about love and power and brightness and celebration and really just celebrating the sun and all of the beautiful energy that the sun brings to us and yeah. everything that the, the, the sun allows us, actually. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any rituals for the Lithia? Get outside for as long as possible, I would say, on the summer solstice for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, normally I'll try if we're near my husband and I, if we are near a pagan site of any sort, I will try and visit a pagan site at summer mm-hmm. solstice because I find that it's just like energetically a really, really beautiful time to visit any like stone circles i still have never been to stonehenge at, um summer solstice and that's yeah. something that i really want to do but yeah i think yeah. just a variation on that for me just being outside kind of reflecting on my inner power kind of how far i've come mm-hmm. 
in in the past months really yeah it's just yeah a good time to connect yeah with that it's kind of a level up isn't it of like your your outer world your inner world it's when yeah all kind of level there together and I guess it's hard isn't it because when we've got all that real kind of masculine or like an external doing energy and in sort of the spring leading up to summer you can sometimes lose track of what them initial intentions were can't you and it's that kind of remembering to come back to yourself and the solstice is a time when you can go right let's it's kind of a reflection but a celebration as well yeah 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 just celebrate celebrate yourself and how far you've come really it's right the yeah yeah so far so and then it's a gorgeous one start to appreciate those you know those dark winter nights and the seeds you planted and everything that had got yeah. you to this point and gain yeah. appreciation for nature and the world around you and kind of flips your thinking a little bit into I'm already thinking of um, where I want to go for the summer solstice this year. I've never been to any, like, you know, a site at that time as well, but I'm just thinking of all the lovely stone circles near me, like in Cumbria in the Lake District. Um, And, yeah, I think that's what I might do as well. That's such a good idea. Because I always just think, well, people go to Stonehenge, so in my my little, my mind goes, well, there's nowhere else to go, but there's actually many other places and just in general being outside as much of it is is just a beautiful way to celebrate it. Exactly, exactly. Just appreciating that whole day of light. So getting up with the sunrise and staying out until the sunset. And yeah. You can be at a, an ancient or a Celtic site for it, then even more magic. Yeah, definitely. I read as well about it being a time for dream time because it's that Midsummer Night's yes. dream type thing. So it's a time for dreaming and it's another time of, of connecting in that way, which which was was new to me but I like the sound of that yeah that's lovely I like that that's yeah Re- yeah dreaming things up yeah really what's clearing that power and energy up isn't it yeah that's it you've got all that energy haven't you and then it's it's yeah you dream with it or you connect in your dreams see what your dreams show you so yeah that's that's really beautiful and it's a time of the year that I think most of us know don't we if you don't know many of the kind of parts of the wheel or they don't obviously different cultures have different ideas on it as well but we seem to know the summer solstice and the winter solstice the most don't we and the equinox is probably then yeah so but I would say yeah the summer solstice and winter solstice are definitely the most well known really still very much alive yeah Absolutely, it is. Even if we don't necessarily know the roots, we don't have to know the roots either. But it's just that feeling of the energy. So, so yeah, lam. How do you say the next one? Lamas. I've got it down as lamas, but I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. So it's lunasa. Lunasa. Yeah, and it's the first of August, so it marks the first harvest. Right. Yeah. That connection to all the crops and things again. Yeah. Yeah. So, like when I was younger in school, we used to have our harvest day. Which I don't yeah. around the first of August because that was would have been when we were off on school holidays. But we still marked a harvest day. It's I think it was like when you first went back from school term, wasn't it? Yeah, I had that as well. And I wonder if that was around. Is it Mahon? Did you say for the next one as well? I think that's that's when we used to have our harvest festival. Yeah, but I think both are the same, aren't they? They're both the kind of um, yeah reaping what we've sown type thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah it's it's the first harvest and it's actually if you look at the spelling of it it's spelled l-u-g-h-n-a-s-a-d-h 
it's connected with the Celtic god Lug, which is a it's a beginning part of the name of the the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Although it's pronounced Lunasa, mm-hmm. I'm assuming his name was Lun then, or rather than Lug. But anyway, you know, <laughs> it's all connected to him, and he was a highly skilled god. So, in anything like kind of like. Uh, wheel making and I think like Smithcraft, those type of things really. So I suppose it's really like the time of first harvest and like you say, like reaping what you've sown and like taking the creations mm-hmm. from the earth really. So it's yeah. a real time for celebration of the earth yeah. and her energies and everything she, Mother Earth gives to us really. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's coming to what is, I think it signifies the start of autumn, doesn't it? And and I, well, we talked about what's our favourite seasons, <laughs> but um, I do think autumn probably is one of mine and probably because my birthday is in it as well, let's be honest. But um, but I, I, I love that, that kind of, because um, I think often, again, it's we forget the transition period, don't we? So these, these in, they're not in between festivals so much, but these ones we don't know as much, the ones that are marking the beginning of them rather than the height of a season they're still to be worked with because they're just giving you that little nudge aren't they to say look the energy's changing a little bit we're moving towards the harvesting we're moving towards the the letting go as well so the completion and then the letting go so I think that's why I that's why I want to start working with them this year definitely yeah like you say it gives us that little nudge rather than that leap into each yes Um, because I think we can is we can be quite resistant to the seasons especially in countries where the seasons are maybe harsher for us so people are like, oh, mm. no, autumn winter's coming and it kind of like creates that resistance within but getting in touch with these energies in the celtic will just gives us that slow gradual move into them and helps helps us to move into them more naturally and yeah tune, really yeah i love that yeah is there anything else you want to add for that or move to our autumn equinox yeah let's move to autumn equinox so it's mabon which is on the 21st of september Mm. so this is really the autumn equinox is a moment of stillness before the earth shifts directions yes that that yeah that balance in between type thing yeah 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 so it ends the celtic wheel because we start again after this but yeah it's it's really embracing that stillness and understanding mm-hmm. where the whole cycle's taken us and understanding that the directions are changing in the earth and within us it's a good time to reflect on everything really yes but your yeah. whole will the whole year i just mm-hmm. really embrace that that energetic moment of stillness yeah, yeah definitely that kind of relaxation after all the energy that you've been using to to grow your yeah to grow the the seeds grow the plants and then that kind of let's reflect on that let's relax you know and let's just yeah reap the rewards as such which are that rest and relaxation after what is a busy time energetically absolutely because i think that this is how working with the cycles, working with the seasons, the Celtic will helps to take us out of those linear patterns. Yes. Keep us very stuck. So, for example, we have a goal, a dream, a desire. We get to that goal, dream or desire, which 
they're all it's great to have these things and then mm-hmm. okay where next yeah and what next? yeah yeah and where is the joy the happiness fulfillment coming from but when we connect at these points and we get to the end there and we look at this as like a moment of stillness we're looking at it as the cycle is going to start again it's an opportunity yeah. to go round and round again yeah and grow yeah and it's a more natural way of being a more natural way of growing rather than this linear pattern of just achieving 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 which yes. eventually leads to us being exhausted burning out and not yeah. serve, not serving ourselves properly really that's it that's it and working with these like you said it's just it is that beautiful way of um of being reminded of that as well and you know it does it stops us from becoming like our own worst enemy when we're going well why didn't I do this or you know um I've, I've gone for some sort of goal and I completed it but it's not been good enough what's next and and it's just that reminding us of who we actually are underneath it all and of the cycles that we are involved in yeah which is just and like for both of us it has I mean I can't speak for you obviously but I feel like it's totally changed the way I live my life working with cycles oh absolutely no no you you can by all means speak for me there because it's exactly the same for me (laughs) I totally changed the way I live my life before I was and it's funny you know because I was at the point where I really had to low with everything I was living my dream life I was living in my van full-time with my husband. We were travelling full-time. We had our own van life blog. We were working online. We were out in nature. We were connected to nature. But we were still, or I was still, on a very linear path. And mm-hmm. I I just was so frustrated at myself for burning out all the time. Like, why am I so burnt out? Why do I keep getting exhausted? Why am I overthinking over serving people pleasing just leaning into all these tendencies when I knew they weren't serving me and it's only when I started to slow down with the pandemic or just like pre that as well really mm-hmm. that I really started to think okay this connection that I have to nature and this habit of being exhausted and burning out how are they connected and what what can I delve deeper into? What can I work with here? And that led me to work mm. with the cycles. And it's totally changed my whole way of being in the world. That's amazing. Everything, everything that I am, everything that I do, it's just, it's, it's totally flipped. And yeah. I'm able to catch like subtle, you know, when you start to feel a little bit overwhelmed or I'm able to, yeah. you know, and say, okay, so this morning I sat down and, had a couple of days travel back from Greece and I'd written a list of stuff to do and I could feel that overwhelm starting to come up Mm. okay this is overwhelm however and and just really just energetically communicate with myself and tell myself it's okay Mm -hmm. you know just don't take the energy into that kind of overwhelm state just be in that cycle just be who you are and carry on naturally almost yeah you catch it don't you yeah yeah you do you do because I mean the world we live in just demands our attention all the time and if you just keep giving it and you don't honor yourself as a cyclical being it's just a recipe for burnout to be honest yeah 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And and it is, it's, it is one of those things that, and I resonate with that completely. And I was the same, you know, I was doing things, I went on this cycle too, and I, and I it was amazing. I got to connect with nature every day, camp outside, so on and so forth. It was through France and the UK. Yet I was still constantly focused on like what the next thing was, or I couldn't seem to sit still and enjoy where I was. It was constantly moving. And I remember my mum came to visit me and all I was doing most evenings was trying to plan my next week and my next, you know, month and where I was going to stay and stuff. And I'm like, why? I want to be here with her as well. And it's really brought me back to the present by going, you know, you don't need to feel overwhelmed. You don't need to get going, doing, doing, doing. I want to be here with my family. I want to be here with my myself and my friends and, and nature and everything, the present moment. And it really reminds you that that's, that, that we can do that and that there are times when we ebb and flow and like you said it's just catching it and being aware of it yeah. um in itself is is massive isn't it it is yeah and it's 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 that we can do it for ourselves we, we yes do not need to rely on anything external to fix that for us we can yes. do that for ourselves just by becoming more in tune with ourselves the cyclical beings becoming in tune with nature her cycles and honoring that and trusting ourselves and our intuition and and really feeling our feelings and trusting the way that we feel and honoring it and mm-hmm. i think that's what the cycles do yes yeah. really yeah become more absolutely I love that. And I know we were going to sort of wanted to say as well at the end here, really, that we'll talk about our workshop. But at the same time, to just say that you if you're connected to the Celtic, I mean, you can be connected to the Celtic wheel and and not know that you've got Celtic ancestors or, you know, this you can explore totally. It's talking about that, isn't it? And talking about how you don't have to exactly know why you were drawn to it other than literally your intuition telling you that that's where you're drawn and that's the energies you want to work with whether that's the celtic wheel or that's um another type of uh honoring or practice from a different culture exactly because one of the other questions we were asked is if there's a similar system in other cultures to the celtic quilt Mm, Um, yeah so the answer to that is yes so nordic and other cultures have similar systems um any kind of pagan cultures worshipped mother earth and we're connected to mother earth and her cycles so we speak about the celtic will here because we're more drawn to it for being from the british isles and it's in our lineage but like becca said whatever you're drawn to really is what is calling you to work with it and this is the kind of the whole thing about cultural appropriation sometimes that i tend to disagree with because I don't necessarily think that because we present a certain way we should be working with certain ancient traditions or not yes because a lot of these energies and things are passed through our DNA and ancient practices from our ancestors so not only our current emotions thoughts and feelings not only us, our connection to nature as cyclical beings and how that all feels in our bodies, but it's literally passed down for our DNA. So I would say to anyone that's listening, if you're drawn to work with something and you're really intuitively drawn and you're, you're being called to it, there, there will be a reason for that. 
and I wouldn't yeah. necessarily always worry so much about appropriating anything because it could be something from you know your past lineage past yeah. lives yes yeah kind of anything really so it's it's just always go with your intuition and what you feel drawn to work with and trust definitely that. no matter how how initially like how weird it may seem <laughs> because yeah yeah can do. yeah <laughs> and that's it no yeah absolutely I fully agree with you there as well and I also think it's so important to consider lands that you're drawn to and to just and that might not even make any logical sense but it can be a place to start and then maybe you want to explore different cultures that have um uh or you know different groups of people that have lived on that land if you want to that could be a way into it or or it might not be you want to just go with i've got a good feeling of being here and and that's it so yeah because you've kind of had that haven't you i have yeah and i think that travel is a really incredible way to connect with different energies with different cultures with potential ancestors that we might have had so I know I've said it in past episodes but I in May of this year I moved to Greece I'm just back in the UK temporarily to have the baby and when I arrived in Greece in May I was really really drawn to the land like super super drawn to the land and so I decided I'd go for my resident permit became resident there and then it got to the summertime and I was um, on a road trip through the Peloponnese, which is an area in Greece that I hadn't been before. And I was with my friend and we were driving through the Peloponnese and he has a like family holiday home there. So he was telling me all about the area near Kalamata and the olive trees and all the different farms and pointing out his own kind of like olive trees and things to me. And I just looked at him and I said, you know what, it's really strange because I've never been on this land before but it just does not feel foreign to me in any way at all I was like I cannot explain it but this country feels like home and I don't Mm. know why just everywhere I go in Greece feels like home and he just kind of smiled and was like that's that's pretty amazing I was like I know and it's just that isn't it just being drawn to that land energetically and honoring that and since then I've worked with various gods and goddesses whilst I've been in Greece and um, really just yeah honoured the landscape worked with the plants and just gone with it really because who knows I've yeah. been Greek in a past life and that's why yeah. why I'm so drawn to it yeah just because I'm not presenting as Greek in this lifetime yeah and I speak doesn't mean it <laughs> yeah <at the> moment. <laughs> yeah it's just that it's, it's just going with the energy of it isn't it really yeah that's it that's absolutely it no I think that's I think that's a great example really of the importance of exploring that and going with the energy so so yeah thank you thank you for sharing that and um yeah I guess should we we'll talk about our workshop our spring magic workshop on the 4th and 5th of February yay yay so we're gonna be connecting with the Celtic wheel of the year right after in bulk and I think well like we said earlier it's all about Mm -hmm. working with the spring beginning, all of those new beginnings that we want to be working with, and we'll be looking at those energies. So we'll have like various energetic practices. We'll have a live forest bathing session. We're going to have live meditations. We're going to go through 
the specific energy of spring, how you can be working with it from in bulk right up to the spring equinox. There'll be other people within the workshop as well who will have similar interests in working with the seasons or working with the cycles. And we'll keep you connected with those via our Telegram community afterwards. We've also, like I said, we'll have the email sequence. We'll have access to a resource library. So you can just continue working with that energy and really, really connect more deeply with the energy. So it's going to be over two days. So we've got a lot on over those two days. A lot of explanation about spring and what it means for us. And then just kind of like live guided practices and things. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be such an immersive experience, I think you know and 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 that's it it's about that is wanting you to kind of feel it as well isn't it through through everything that we're going to share through that workshop and the journey that we'll all go on together as the community that we can then carry on supporting each other afterwards and continuing to work with this uh with the energy of in bulk of spring spring magic and it's just mm, yeah i'm really looking forward to it It it's it's empowering you to work with your own magic and connect with your intuition and connect with the the upcoming energy of the spring season so yeah and we'll put all the details for this below as well and we've got a free workshop as well on seasons and spring magic to that and we've got an instagram question and answer and even another podcast or two episodes haven't we so we've got loads on the cycles to explore as well we have yeah everything will be in the show notes including links to everything and we'll pop a link to the celtic wheel as well just so you can have a visual of that yes um, so I'll, yeah we'll pop that in there so you can have a look at that too it's nice to have the visual sometimes isn't it to yeah. then just kind of put it all together yeah uh, yeah yeah so people can look at it and understand and maybe correct our pronunciation yeah exactly no. yeah <laughs> but yeah do that happy to hear it <laughs> having everything perfect it's about our energy and how we how we align with how it feels yeah yeah how we align yeah. with these energy have you is there anything you would like to say before we no that's everything thank you everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the episode on the celtic will oh and our next one coming up is on the lunar cycles yeah next week so yeah absolutely yeah exactly thank you everybody for listening and if you do have any questions for the lunar cycle offer any of them we can answer them on their instagram question and answer which will be on the 1st of february which is in bulk um so so yeah just send them in that'll be linked in the show notes below so yeah thank you everybody for listening and uh yeah stay tuned for next week in the lunar cycle yay thank you becca yay thank you Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.